This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I forgot to click that, but we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Guys, we got a good show in store for you tonight. Man, is it going to be a week for LSU? Guys, is it going to be a week for LSU? Who is going to start? A quarterback, Miles Brennan, or T.J. Finley? Also, Sage Ryan says that he's committing the five-star safety out of Lafayette, says he's committing this Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I don't know about it, y'all. I don't know about it. But Mike Scarborough from TigerBay.com will be joining us at 7.15 Central Time, and he's going to be breaking all of that down. We're going to have to start going on a streak here to see how many times our man, Dylan Landry is in the first in the comments. I feel like he's just refreshing his phone. 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Because he, I mean, he's on a hot streak. He's unbeatable. <laughs> Stephen Miller, he said, let's get it. What's going on, guys? We greatly appreciate y'all joining the show. Stephen said he's going to be coming like thunder and hitting like lightning. All right. Let's control a lot of scrimmage and win this bitch, says Jared Smith. Okay, Jared. Okay, I'm with you. Everyone joining us and listening to us on the podcast, we are always excited to be partnered over with our good friends over 
at Believe. Guys, go rate and subscribe to everywhere you listen to podcasts as well. We'll greatly appreciate it. Uh, man, it's not looking good with Sage Ryan says, Vic, Vic, nope. It ain't. <laughs> it sure as hell ain't. Oh, let let do it, says our good friend Reginald Cormier in the comments. I've groomed my guy Dylan well, says Stephen Miller. You have. You have. It's TJ time, says Chase Hoyt. It is that. We'll definitely probably see him on Saturday. Stephen Miller, that you have, my boy. <laughs> All right. Tell Mike let's uh, lets me down easy. Okay, we'll ask Mike to let you guys down easy on the Sage Ryan news. Uh, if if he does pick Bama, but we'll see. We'll ask the recruiting expert Mike Scarbo. See what he says. Uh, Doug Jubiasi, who is a, a, a very big listener to the Bill King Show, who we'll be on with tomorrow morning at 7.05 Central Time, says if both quarterbacks are ready to go, who would you roll with this week? Well, Doug, well, stay tuned because we'll be talking about that in just a second. But before we get started, guys, as always, go check out our guys over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denver Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, Routine maintenance, tire repair, tire rotation, tire sales. No job, literally, is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And go see them over at 2500 Florida Boulevard, Denham Springs, Louisiana, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And the number one real estate firm in all of the North Shore, your home team, Go see all of their great listings at team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Give them a call and set up an appointment with all or one of all of their great real estate agents at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. And you can go follow them on Facebook at your home team, L.A. Doug Dubiasi had a question and let me put this question back up for from the old Duckster. Says, if both quarterbacks are ready to go, well, let's stop right there. I don't think both quarterbacks are ready to go. I don't think that, that Miles Brennan is remotely ready to go, guys. I don't think he's close. I think hearing Ed Orgeron today on Off the Bench with Jordy Collada and T-Bob Bear when he says, hey, we're going to let Miles Brennan go 25%, and when asked, Ed Orgeron goes, yeah, he didn't do a whole lot. That means to tell me that Ed Orgeron did not see Miles Brennan go 25%. And if we're being a little bit honest, I don't know how much this is an oblique tear. I'm not going to say what I hear. Broken rib. But guys, if Ed Orgeron fully believed that it was an ab tear against an Auburn team, from a fourth-year quarterback. I don't know. Not saying that it's not. Not saying it's not. But we'll see. Uh, but, Doug, to finish your question, who would you roll with this week? I'd roll with TJ. Not a question. Not in my mind. Uh, what up, though, says Marvin Mackey. What's up, brother? He says, or Dylan Landry says, break that window. You know, Joe Bur- uh, Jeff in the borough. I almost said Joe Burrow. But Jeff... 
in the borough. He sure as hell didn't call. I sent him an email, y'all. He sure didn't hit me back. Ho, 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 victory. Hmm, says Landry. Beat Auburn. Blaine, this is going to be one of Blaine Smith on Facebook Live says, hashtag beat Auburn. Blaine, this is definitely going to be your kind of show because I know how much you love recruiting. Is Sage gone? Well, we're going to be asking Mike Scarborough here in just a minute uh, to see what he has to say from TigerBay.com, who does fantastic work in regards to not just LSU recruiting, but recruiting in general. Guys, I think some keys this Saturday for Auburn to, or for LSU to beat Auburn, I don't think it's going to come down to much, y'all. I really, really, really don't think so. Here's why I say this. Auburn has the second-to-worst rushing defense in all of the SEC. What did LSU do last week? Well, they just went 70% rushing, 30% passing on a true freshman quarterback, and you get 276 yards on the ground. So are you going to sit here and tell me and try to convince me that South Carolina's defense is not as good as Auburn's? Yes. No. I think South Carolina might have a pretty damn good defense comparing when you're comparing it to Auburn, right? So what should the game plan and the keys be for LSU on Saturday? On the offensive side, if we're being quite honest, I don't know how much I would change. Maybe, maybe hitting some, try to get TJ to hit a little bit more passes, maybe get him some more passing attempts. But other than that, y'all, I'm not going to bench when it comes to 52 points. Not going to do it. Okay, okay. Well, Blake, they didn't technically score 52 points. You're right. They didn't because you had a pick six from Eli Ricks. Ricks six in the city. I get that. So just subtract seven, and they still got over 40 points this past weekend. Blaine Smith says, where is that Kentucky fan at? He ain't coming back here, y'all. Not until Kentucky wins. And if he comes back to me again, he's not coming on this show because when they lose, he's nowhere to be found. Esteban. What's up, Esteban? He says, just let him sit. Don't push the issue and end up hurting him regardless if you want TJ or Miles Brennan. We still need them both. I'm with you there. Yeah, don't push them. But let me tell you something. And I might have to bring on a physical therapist or someone or a doctor to come in here and talk to us. Guys, either Miles Brennan just isn't right or this isn't just an average abdomen tear. Ed Orgeron didn't sound good this this morning, y'all. I'm just telling you what I, I... I didn't really plug in more, but it just doesn't feel good. Run the ball, says Jontrell Thompson. Stephen Miller says... Oh, they going to run it, unlike Kevin Steele can't stop it. That's true. Jason Sheridan says, we need to be honest. Auburn should probably be 1-4 right now, which is a very good point. A very, very good point. And they've had their woes, but the truth of it is, guys, the truth of it is, they're not. They've found, even in the most unblickable way, unplickable way, they found ways to win. They shouldn't have won against Arkansas. They shouldn't have won against Ole Miss. But they did. But that defense is not good right now for Kevin Steele. And why I think they run the football and they do exactly what they did this past Saturday. On the defensive side, you got to change up personnel. 
Guys, you got to change up personnel at this point. What are you going to lose? What has Jordan Tolles shown you in practice that can be any worse than what we're seeing right now, y'all? Like, seriously. What has Jordan Tolles shown you that is not as bad as we've seen at safety play? Michael Baskerville comes into the game, and you look a lot better on the defensive side. Now, a lot of you have been asking me, and I know Alex King, who comes in here, our, our local Tangy guy, about Devontae Lee. I'm just going to tell you what I'm hearing and why I think you haven't seen Devontae Lee at linebacker. Because he's no longer at linebacker. <laughs> he's back on the offensive side from what I understand and what I hear. With that being said, I hope that really lets you guys understand why you have not seen Devontae Lee at the linebacker position. And you've seen more Michael Baskerville. Let's see. Marvin Mackey says, RDNs need to set the edge and read everything. Read option. Auburn will run it. Yeah, and they're going to send a lot of misdirection too. How was Iowa State and OU ranked with two losses and not LSU? ISU lost to the Cajuns. Guess the AP is waiting to see what they do this weekend. Maybe so. But right now, guys, right now, I'm not... Look, you got to go prove it against Auburn. I mean, look. At this point, it doesn't really matter. You got to go out there and keep winning. That's the only thing, Joseph, in my opinion, that really matters. Uh, Very concerning with all the COVID cases Florida's having. Wonder if they have to cancel some games. Well, they already did. I mean, technically, they rescheduled with LSU and then rescheduled again. So, I mean, look, not with LSU, but... It's not looking good. But they said that they'll only have single digits out this week from COVID cases. So it looks like that they'll be ready to go against Missouri this week. Uh, Baskerville did look really good, says Blaine Smith. Tight end. Number 16, says Chase Soy. Okay. He ain't wrong, I don't believe. But he's definitely number 16. Uh, Blake, have you heard of RJ Young, the Oklahoma guy on YouTube? Vic, I have not. I'll have to go check him out. I have not. Guys, I try not, and, and Vic, it seems like you just kind of, like started to come into our show. I don't listen to a lot of radio or YouTube people um, just because I try to come up with my own ideas as much as I can because, you know, oh, you stole my idea. Which, by the way, a burner account who we believe um, is from another podcaster keeps retweeting my stuff. It's getting really aggravating. And, by the way, I know that you're watching the show right now, so if you want to get out, you can. Uh-oh. Uh, Steven Miller says, don't want to hear about any ranking of LSU until they beat Auburn if they need to be ranked. That's true. All right, let's go ahead and get over to Mike, Mr. Mike Scarborough. It is 7-15. We got a lot of recruiting no- news that we need to get into, so let's go ahead and give him a call right now. Getting to some of the comments, let's see. Red says Auburn game will, will be big going into, bi- into the bye week. I agree. I do agree. Hello. Mr. Mike Scarborough. What's happening? Uh, not much. Uh, we got a lot of recruiting. They want, they want you on right now, my man, more than they want me. So I guess that's some good news, and we do have some recruiting news this week. Well, yeah. Look, uh, you did uh, Jack Besh got offered Saturday morning. That was big news. Matthew Langlois. From Catholic Point, Capi committed yesterday at noon. We thought it was going to be at 6 o'clock Sunday night. Had the story all ready to go. 
And um, he got an offer from Notre Dame that night. And then this afternoon, Sage Ryan uh, tweets out that he's going to announce his commitment uh, on Saturday, October 31st, which I'm sure your uh, listeners and viewers, are that's the one they're curious about. Yeah, that's the number one question that they're curious about, Mike. Let's start off and let's get to Sage Ryan last year because I feel like it's going to be the biggest topic. At least it has been the biggest topic so far. Uh, let's break down number one. A lot of people have been talking about Beck and were really wondering if he was ever going to get an LSU commit. Now, he does. He is a teammate uh, with an LSU quarterback and commit of 2022, Walker Howard. Break him down for us a little bit. What do you see? Because I know that you've covered that team better than anybody. Actually, probably the, it is the best. So what do you? What have you seen from him? And if he does decide to flip from Vanderbilt to LSU, what would what would LSU fans be getting in him? Well, the, the the thing with Jack is, and I joked with him about it Saturday when I was beefing up my story with some quotes for you know him getting the offer, and I said, you know, what's funny is every time I, I do a uh, uh, you know, a Walker Howard highlight film from when I'm out filming an STM game. It's, you know, it's interchangeable. It's, it can either be a Walker Howard highlight or it's a Jack Besh highlight. And uh, the clips <laughs> right. are the same. So, uh, you know, of course, Walker's got the Arsenal kid and, and several others that are very good football players, too. But, um, no, he's just he's just a, a strong competitor. He's 6'2", uh, 6'2 to 6'3", 215 pounds. Uh, combative on a football field, runs great routes. If it's a 50-50 ball, it's going to be his. Um, you know, everybody's going to want to knock him because he doesn't have 4-3 speed or 4-4 speed. Um, you know, and, and, and that's, I think, why people were hesitant. But it's like, you know, what have we seen? Uh, LSU offered, then here comes Mississippi State, TCU, Texas. Um, and, and I think more are coming. Um, mm. He's just uh, and look and he's, and he's, he's not only that he's a, he's a great student. He comes from a highly educated home and um, so you know look uh, I think it's a matter of time before he flips to LSU. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be in a few days or or in December, but um, uh, but I will say this uh, at the same time uh, you know they weren't sneezing at that uh, Vanderbilt education that he could have been getting either. So right. Um, but no, he he's just a, a great kid, and, and I, the, the thing about it is, like, in, if you just watch the last film I put up of him, uh, the Catholic game, mm-hmm. you know, he he's a fighter, man. He he doesn't like he's going to talk smack with uh, corners that like to talk <laughs> trash, and uh, he's going to you, you push him, or he thinks you're giving him the the business a little bit too too far out of bounds. He's going to push back. I mean. Uh, he's got a fire in his belly, and and I think that that's a big a big part of his game. Um, you're not going to outwork him, and I think a lot of those kids at that STM, uh, and you also see it at Catholic High, and some of the, these programs, uh, the the work ethic that they have in, the, in in these programs is off the charts. So I, I just think he's going to continue to to uh, hone his game and, and get bigger and stronger and. Um, you know, I know a lot of people say, "Can he be a tight end?" And I've always said, you know, if you if you put him side by side or back to back with Thaddeus Moss, you know, what is the size difference between the two of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think their forty time is probably similar. Oh wow! Well, I mean, yeah. and well, look, I think that he's just a baller, Mike. Like, 
Look, and I don't break down recruiting it just as great as you do, but I, when I see it, he just looks like a baller, right? Like a kid that just plays football, like like the Bosa's in a sense. Now, I'm not comparing him to a first-round pick. Now, I'm not doing that. But they didn't wow you with any of the statistics, but what they did wow you was all the great fundamentals that they had. Uh, and that's what I just think. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com is our guest. All right, so Mike, we're having a lot of hashtag Ask Mike's inside Facebook Live. Excuse me. They want to know about Matthew Langlois, who flipped over from Kansas State to LSU. And obviously this has a little bit of a tie here, and that's, I think, the biggest question for everybody. He commits to LSU or flips to LSU. Now Sage Ryan is saying that you know he's going to be committing on the 31st. Mike, is LSU taking Langlois because they feel that Sage Ryan is going to Bama? You know, I don't think that those two are related. I think that they've been recruiting Langlois for for several months. You know, this is where I've been on Sage Ryan for a, a, a while. I've always had him in the probable category to LSU, and it's always been because of Trev Falk and Kev Falk being relatives. Um you know, cousins and, and uh, so forth. But at the same time, Sage Ryan has also been a, a kid that's, you know, he, he's he's kind of quiet. He's not real active on social media, um, you know, compared to a lot of other recruits. And, you know, what's funny is last night I called somebody connected to the LCA program because I'm running the numbers. You know, Langua gets uh, uh, flips. Uh, Jack Besh gets offered, and so, you know, if you want to start filling the numbers, you can go 22 through 24, 25 in a hurry. And, right. and if you start thinking, okay, some of the kids out of state, you're like, something's got to give. Because if everybody that you think they're going to get and everybody that uh, is, a, is a good possibility, you're, you can get your 27. Mm-hmm. So, so I start wondering, well, what is Sage Ryan waiting on? So I, I make a call last night, and then I, I laugh because I, I start inquiring, digging around last night, and then this afternoon he tweets out he's committing on Saturday, and I'm like, you know, I, I reached out to my LCA source and said, what did you do, you know? Um, <laughs> so, right. And, you know, got a, got a laugh out of it. But, you know, look, Saturday is Saban's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, it, it's one of these deals where – I. I think if LSU's been confident for a while, uh, I've had him in a probable category, and now I'm, I'm uh, you know, from the Alabama side, they're extremely confident, and um, uh, I, I think their staff is leaking stuff to those guys that cover recruiting in their market that uh, they feel good about where they stand with Sage Ryan. And uh, uh, while they might be surging, it looks like LSU might be on roller skates. So, Where's this thing by the end of the week? Um, you know, I, I think we've seen this before, haven't we? Wasn't there another uh, Louisiana kid that committed Alabama on, on Saban's birthday? There sure is. There sure is. Who, who was it that did that? I want to say that it was uh, – oh, shit. Uh, Mike, it wasn't Devontae Lee. I mean, not Devontae. Devontae Smith, was it? Uh, it was somebody. I don't know. And I, I'm, I'm having a, uh, a I'm having a too many Diet Cokes moment right now. <laughs> well, I'll have to look that up. So, Mike, let me just ask you this again. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com is our guest. The, 
I guess everyone's kind of wanting to know the confidence level that you have that he's going to be going to either LSU or Bama. I mean, you kind of hit yeah, on it there. I, 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 it, it's based on what I've been getting in the in the last uh, uh, few hours. I'm I'm probably fifty fifty right now. Mike, let me ask you this. The fact that he's announcing on Saturday Saban's birthday, is this a deal where he does it at noon and then LSU starts playing football at 2.30 and then he, he drifts off into the sunset? Is that how it's going to work? That's the, That was my next question. Is and, and I, don't, look, I don't know. I, he hadn't put out a time of when he's going to do it, but I'm just trying to uh, put, yeah. p- put together a mental picture of how this might roll out on Saturday. Well, and I think that's the question because, I mean – and even though they don't, they might not be connected. I think it's just very difficult, Mike, for fans to sit here and say, "Well, then Langua commits," and then to say it's Ryan news, and then you hear a lot of things coming out, and you know, Bama insiders, regardless if they believe it or they have the source or whatever, it. it I guess it's just difficult for them not to see that he's going to Bama. Mike, let me ask you this from a recruiting standpoint: even taking Sage Ryan out, but other kids will obviously see this and will know the connection. Do you think that really affects LSU from a standpoint that, well, hell, he don't even want to go to LSU. Do you think that it has a big effect on LSU this season in recruiting? No, I don't. Uh, no, I don't. There, there's a lot of factors that can go on behind the scenes. Uh, you, you never know as to uh, what's being promised, uh, who's who's the contact, um, you know, that sort of thing. It, it's it's, you know, last year LSU needed a center bad. They couldn't even get Cedric Van Pran to get on campus. Right. Well, well, why was that? Well, because it was George and Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that. Well, and that's been, you know, the rumors have obviously flown around here, Mike, uh, in reference to that. Well, let's, you know, we'll see what Sage I'm Ryan. Spe- I'm spelling, I'm spelling, I'm using the, uh, when I'm, if I'm typing it out and it's George and Kirby Smart, Instead of using S for for smart, I'm using the dollar sign. <laughs> That's right. All right, we got a couple of questions in here uh, for you, Mike. Uh, Reginald Cormier asks, hashtag Ask Mike, is Derek Davis still coming in town this weekend, and how do you feel of our chances are with him? Yeah, I, I haven't. I, I have not dug into that. I, I'm not seeing what the. Uh, I need to get some more info on that, honestly. Okay. Uh, also, we have a couple more comments in here as well. Um, let's see, and I just missed it. Um, Stephen Miller says, if LSU loses both Ryan and Smith, meaning Mason Smith, what does that say about the program overall? Mike, in recruiting, if they were to lose the number two guys out of the state, what is that saying? Is LSU? I mean, because you know what the well, panic's going to be. I can tell. I can tell you right now, and 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 uh, if someone wants to doubt me, and I'm not just saying it because we're we're thinking that Ryan Sage Ryan might be Alabama. Um, I, I've been saying it, and I talked to someone yesterday at St. James. It was actually yeah, yesterday that uh, I'm thinking about moving Savion Jones up to the number two spot in Louisiana. Oh, really? Well, I mean, Mike, yes. he's had he's I, had a really I, good season now. I mean, look, he's he's no, actually, no, he's I, I I I've been around, I've been seeing everybody in person. Unlike these flakes on a lot of the networks who don't go out and watch high school football, and 
I, I know what I see. Hmm. Well, I guess to that question, if they were to, you know, con- considering, you know, some of these services that have them one and two, if they do lose, arguably, I guess, to some, those two players out of the state, is it going to, is there going to be start a uh, feeling around LSU of panic? No, here's the thing. I am never, ever going to say that it's the end of world, the world for LSU when they lose a, a safety. <laughs> right. I will say it's a big black eye if you lose a top defensive lineman like Mason Smith. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a black eye when they lost Ismail Sopcher because I wasn't high on him. Yeah. And I told everybody, and I've, I've, I've let my thoughts known on that, and now we know what's happening. So, now there's a difference between a defensive lineman like Mason Smith and, and a safety. I, LSU lost Landon Collins, and, and I'll, I'll argue with anybody that had Landon, that, that uh, Landon Collins going Alabama didn't, didn't uh, uh, cost LSU uh, uh, any additional wins or losses uh, in, in the coming years. I agree because, with that wholeheartedly. Because defensive backs are not a problem for LSU. Never has been. Uh, you might have, you might have a little you might have a little instance like right now where you're you're a little young and you had some opt outs in a crazy year, but you know it is DBU. It's um, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm you, you don't you don't want to lose anybody. I'm not saying you just blow it off, but it's not it's that 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 position is that's never going to be the end of the world for for LSU. But you don't want to lose. Uh, a defensive lineman like Mason Smith, when he's the only one in the state, in because they don't grow on trees, particularly at his height, uh, in size and in, in explosiveness, um, just like you wouldn't want to lose next year when it's such a rarity in the state of Louisiana to find high caliber offensive linemen. It would be a huge blow if you were to lose an Emory Jones or or a Will Campbell from Neville. Those, those would be those are blows, right? And, and look, Mike, defense, the truth defense, is, defensive backs, defensive backs grow on trees in Louisiana, and I'll, and I'll always say that. Well, and the truth is, Mike, is that if you look at LSU's injuries, and really across the nation, the number one injured areas have been on the defense and offensive line, and you have to have big depth there, or you'll get in big yeah. trouble. Uh, yeah, my, my, go ahead, Mike. right? Uh, you know, so yeah, so you 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 know, not only are you able to recruit at, a, at the highest level in Louisiana. But you're also able to go out of state. And look, we hadn't even seen Jordan Tolls. You know, uh, I think he's got a future. So, you know, that, that's not going to be a problem. But we're going to see how this plays out here in the coming days um, with, with Sage Ryan. But uh, the date of it being uh, Saban's birthday and, and Halloween, it's um, – that's kind of an odd time to do it. Usually, if you want to make a big splash because you're a Louisiana kid and you're committing LSU, you typically want to do it uh, on a weekday uh, in the morning or at noon, so you get the full news cycle and all the attention. I'm with you, Mike. We have one more question. I then I want to ask you about the game. Uh, Reginald Cormier asks. He says, hashtag Ask Mike. And I know that this kid is very quiet. But the wide receiver out of Walker and Brian Thomas, what's your thoughts on him? Is he another guy that could slightly be leaning to Bama as well? Yeah, I mean, look, there was a lot of scuttlebutt uh, a few months ago with, uh, you know, the barber and all that stuff. And 
Uh, and then when we started seeing uh, all the pictures with him and Chris Hilton, um, he's just quiet. I mean, I, I've interviewed him twice in the last six to eight weeks uh, on Tiger Bait, and both interviews are almost identical. Um, you know, he, he, he holds his cards close to the vest. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, indeed, Alabama's involved with him, but also uh, Texas A&M is, Tommy Robinson. Uh, nobody, nobody brings up A and M with him, but me, I, and, and I think they are a factor. Well, Mike, I'm not gonna say who said it because I was listening to him on the way home, but I saw that you were talking about it, and all of a sudden here they came again, and now they're putting A and M back in the factor too. Just throwing that out there, just, just saying because you've been having it and you've been on it for such a long time, Mike. Getting over to the game, uh, look. And basically, I knew that this was going to happen after T.J. Finley did really well last week. The number one question is, is if Miles Brennan does not, and I know we're playing a little bit of a hypothetical, but we expect for T.J. to go out and play another good game. If Miles does not go out there this week and T.J. does put on a good performance and, and it's 2-0 and in the start of his career, you have the open date and then you have Alabama. Mike, in your opinion, who do you go with? And and quite frankly, do you pull out a hot young quarterback and a hot freshman like T.J. Finley? Man. Boy, that's a scenario you painted. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, I, 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 I don't want to be Orgeron if – and look, and, and I get it. Uh, you, do, you know, the whole you don't uh, – let your quarterback doesn't lose his starting job over an injury, I get it. But – if he has a performance it, 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 at Auburn like he did at home on the road as a second start as, as a true freshman, I mean, I, I don't know how you, how, how you, you take the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get it. Um, <laughs> Mike, yeah, I, I, know. I know it's a hard question, but, I mean, look – We've been on this. No, I, I, is, how do you thread that needle if you're Ed Orgeron? How do you keep both of them happy? Well, what, Mike, what, I don't know could, if it's. What way could you handle that? Well, Mike, I don't also, know if you, it, <laughs> I don't know if it's really just Miles Brennan and T.J. Finley you have to handle. I mean, look, I'm not the it's the, the smart. It's the team, right? And, and and so, look, I don't really know what my eyes can tell me. And something was different. Now you can say they didn't play against Florida. You can say whatever you want to, but God dog, they played a lot stronger, a lot harder for number 11 last week than it felt like they had played all season. Am I, am I the only person that sees that or, or am I onto something there? Well, I think it's a combination of a lot of things else. You had an extra week to prepare. Um, you got everybody in town saying they stink and they're getting ripped on social media. I mean, I just think, I think the player, the players are taking it to heart and they, and they are going to get better every week. I think the defense is, the defense is going to get better every week. I mean, it's just, I think this team is going to progress. Um, you know, all of a sudden, LSU beat South Carolina. I mean, I don't know. I don't, did you pick LSU to win last week? I didn't. Uh, yes, Mike, I did. <laughs> I was probably the okay. only person in, in Louisiana, but I did. Uh, and I, look, I, Okay, well, uh, yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think LSU was going to win that football game, and I thought out South Carolina might even be able to win it, uh, it handily. <laughs> and then LSU looks like that, and, and TJ Finley plays that way, and it's like all of a sudden you're you're uh, and everybody I know was thinking the same thing. I mean, thinking South Carolina was going to win. 
So now LSU wins that football game, and boy, if they can go to Auburn and get a win, all of a sudden everybody who was thinking, you know, where because I was last week, I'm I'm doing my chat and I'm like, where are the wins going to come from? Mm-hmm. You know, Arkansas has been improved. Uh, you know, Ole Miss isn't going to lay down. I mean, you you got some dog fights to to try and get to get to to you know. I mean, how t- hard is it going to be to get to five and five and six and four? Not easy. Um, it's not a so, cakewalk. But all of a sudden now, you 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 uh, uh, beat South Carolina like a rented mule, and now you've got you. If you go to Auburn and win that one, all of a sudden you, 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 your outlook for the LSU season, you, you're going to start wanting to plug in some, some more wins, a lot more uh, with a lot more confidence. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you're trying to estimate what LSU's final record's going to be. Mike, I know it's, you know, look, it's there. I told a local guy, or not local guy, a guy in Tennessee who does a podcast, I told him, mark it down. I thought LSU was going to win. But, Mike, I'd be lying if I, if I didn't say in the back of my head that I wasn't thinking that LSU was going to be in a dogfight. I did not think that offensively they would push South Carolina around the way that they did. I wasn't expecting that. I'm glad it happened, but I definitely wasn't expecting. Oh no! That. That, and see, the offense, and, and that's and that is one thing that we've we've seen out of Coach Craig's offensive line. Line they get be, they get better every week as the season goes along. Uh, and I like what I'm seeing out of Cam Wire. Um, Me too. So, you know, if they can stay healthy, that, that of course the running game was absolutely huge. I mean. Uh, that was that was a big big deal, um, Mike. Let me know, ask you this very quick, just... Mike. Let me rudely interrupt you here, <laughs> because go if ahead. you go look at like statistically, it looked a lot like maybe not the passing yards, but from the run to pass percentage, it looked a lot like a less miles game. But boy, did it feel a lot different, right? Seventy percent run, thirty percent passing. But damn, did it not feel just absolutely amazing? To see a young quarterback in that offensive line and running the football, let me ask you this: Going into no, no, this no, game, I, I, go ahead. No, I like that aspect, and to me, that's you know that that's what you need. That's where LSU needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You need to be able to run the football because you've got a struggling defense. I mean, there was that time of possession at one point was just way out of whack, <laughs> um, and and that's what you need. Well, Mike, they had, I mean, South Carolina had the ball, I think it was close to seven minutes, really close to ending the game there on that last touchdown. And if they would have not scored, you could have been talking about a 40, uh, 40, 45 minute uh, uh, time of possession for LSU while scoring 52 points. That would have just been amazing. Mike, looking into the Auburn game, Auburn's defense has really struggled as well. They can't stop the run. They have just been gouged all season long. A team that everybody believes that should be one in four now is not that. The scenario, I don't want to go back to the quarterback scenario with TJ and Miles, but this is setting up for LSU to go out there and potentially have another good game. How do you see it going on Saturday? Yeah, and look, and here's, you know, just I, I, I think LSU is going to win on Saturday. Um, of course, now the, 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 the script could be absolutely flipped. You know, you got everybody saying Auburn's only, uh, you know, got several uh, more wins than they should because of reps. And, uh, you know, so now they, they, 
you know, now they sit back uh, where everybody's questioning them and, and who they are, and they got a home game, and now LSU's coming to town. There's still a, a set. What, what's the line now? Is it still minus three? What, what uh, is it? When it bef- this or when I was on my way home, it looked like it was four and a half. But don't bean okay. count me on that. But I, I'm pretty sure it's four and a half. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I I like LSU in this one, and um, you know, it's just I have a hard time believing that TJ Finley, a guy that rolled out the way he did Saturday. I mean, there wasn't right from the first get go. There was nothing like where balls were sailing, and you know, he needed to settle down and get hit and get get his head in the game and get the jitters. I mean, he came rolling like a guy who's, you know, a third-year redshirt junior that had played a bunch of downs. And, I mean, look, and not only that, he was just cognizant. You could see him, you know, on the penalties. He was pointing to things. And, I mean, just, I mean, it was amazing to watch. I just couldn't believe it was a true freshman. I did not see that coming from TJ, having covered him, and seen him so much in high school, I, um, but I, I'm happy for him. Um, it was fun to watch, and super kid, and super family, and um, but yeah, it's. But then going forward, it's you know how do you handle that if if he goes to Jordan Hare and it plays a similar game with a similar stat line on the road, you know, and then how do you, how do you take the ball out of his hands? You don't. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's almost like it's almost like you got to let him keep going. And if Miles is a hundred percent, you say, okay, you know, is you know, is, is Cinderella's uh, glass slipper going to come off? And when it does, you be ready to roll. Well, Mike, from a college perspective, we could look at Brady, <coughs> Tom Brady, and Drew Bledsoe, and Belichick went with Tom. From a college perspective. Urban Meyer got criticized for not staying with Dewan Haskins when they were undefeated, and and so there's so many scenarios you don't take the hot guy out. But look, we'll see. Mike, I got to get this last question. A listener, Vic, said, "Please ask Mike before we go." Last question says, uh, "Blake, can you please ask Mike about Tristan Lee and Coy Foreman?" Uh, Mike, Tristan Lee, the offensive lineman. A lot of people think that he's coming to LSU. Coy Foreman's kind of up in the air. What are you thinking on those two? Yeah, I still like Tristan Lee to LSU. Uh, we haven't talked to him since the season really got underway. Uh, we are way overdue to, to touch base in, with him again. Um, I know he was supposed to go to Ohio State last weekend, and it didn't work out. Um, so, I mean, he's still talking to other schools and being recruited. Um, and that's another factor I, that I like is that LSU did. You know, they got back in the win column. You need some positivity uh, in the program to, to go your way. You, you know, when you're trying to close the deal on out-of-state kids, no matter how solid your relationships are, when you're going up against Clemson, Ohio State, and, and those types, uh, you know, you, you, things can turn on you uh, in a hurry. But I like where LSU is with him. Corey Foreman, um, I've gone from 60-40 to 50-50 to back to 60-40. Um, he's another one where it's, you know, when you're battling Georgia, you know how you spell Kirby Smart. <laughs> right. Mike, it's always a pleasure. They already know, but tell yeah, everybody. There, there, someone sent me a rate sheet one time of what, what the going rate sheet is for uh, for uh, for linemen. And, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, would, it would curl your hair as to what, uh, what I was shown. 
yeah. Hey, Mike, all I'm going to say is, is I got a 17-month-old and praise Jesus if he's not a praised defensive end or offensive tackle. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Yeah, they yeah, already and, 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 and look and here and 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 by the way, uh, before I go, just as a reminder for all your listeners and viewers, AYS thirty gets you TigerBait dot com for for one dollar for an entire month. Promo code AYS thirty. Yep. And Mike, always a pleasure. Always fantastic content over at TigerBait dot com. Just really my go-to place, and anytime I need information, Mike, you're always fantastic. We greatly appreciate you joining the show. Hey, always, always enjoy it, and uh, let me know if you ever need anything, and I'm in there for you. All right, talk brother. soon. Talk soon, man. That's right, Mike. Mike. Okay, that's Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Guys, you heard it. I mean, look, we can't make it up anymore. Uh, Steven, there you go. I mean, Steven, Steven's good with the the lines. I saw four and a half, but I'm probably wrong there. LSU minus three via covers RN. Uh, Jordan Johnson says TJ is like blend is like blend between oh blend between Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Perilou, not as fast as RP. I firmly believe he could be a first round talent. Shit yeah. Uh, Drew DeArmond calls Kirby Smart Kirby Freeze. <laughs> I like old Drew, man. I, we got to get Drew back on the show. Drew, dude, Drew's funny, bro. Drew's all kinds of funny. I like me some Drew DeArmond. Uh, look, I, you guys already should know by now, I'm not the biggest guy in, in reference to recruiting. Uh, but look, I'll definitely dabble. It, it doesn't feel good with Sage Ryan. Not at all. I don't know how much I agree with Mike there uh, in reference to Sage Ryan, but man, it, it, with the connections that he has at LSU, it just doesn't feel... It doesn't feel good to lose one of your top two recruits in your state, but I'm with him. I would re- if I was going to lose one of the two, I would rather lose Sage Ryan uh, than Mason Smith. All right, guys, we're going to get to one more sponsor and then one more segment, and then we're going to get on out of here. But guys, as always, don't forget to go see our good friend, Mr. John Patton over at Area Home Lending. With all the recent help from the Federal Reserve, it has pushed mortgage rates down to the lowest that they've ever been. Yes, the lowest ever. If you're considering buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Mention the show, and John will send out his team for a free appraisal through the end of the month, which, guys, isn't too much longer. With over 15 years of experience, I know that John will take care of you and all of your needs. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. Tell him Blake Rufino at AYS sent you. Okay. I don't know if you guys saw this, and we were supposed to do some Saints recap yesterday, but we're going to do it right now. Guys, I've been blocked on Twitter by Sean Payton. Let me say this, and I know this, oh, Blake's being a little sensitive. Okay. All right. Fine. You can say that. That's your opinion. What in the hell is Sean Payton doing blocking people on Twitter? Oh, well, Blake, you're just mad because he blocked you. Well, yeah, I ain't said shit to him. I haven't said anything to Sean Payton. I questioned one call about him taking out a Hall of Fame quarterback that, by the way, had hit eight straight passes, and you took him out for Taysom Hill that, by the way, got you negative yards, and you didn't score on that drive. Oh, and by the way, you only won by three points. Against a Teddy Bridgewater-led team when Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves, was just as hot. 
And don't tell me, well, Blake, Blake, he's got someone running his social media accounts. BS. Because he surely doesn't have someone running his social media accounts when it comes to Mike Thomas. You want to talk about something that I'm one of the biggest Saints fans that you're ever going to meet. But you have a head coach being so damn petty that he wants to go out there and start blocking people because we said, why did you put Taysom in here there or put Taysom Hill in the game right there? Get out of here with that. You want to win a Super Bowl? Stop getting your ass on Twitter. Hashtag Rafino's rants. I don't give two Rudy Poos and it even rubbed me the wrong way when he didn't have me blocked. So Sean Payton, let me tell you something right now, brother. You want to win the Super Bowl? Stop getting your ass on Twitter. Hey, instead of blocking my ass on Twitter, why don't you go over to the defensive room and start doing something about how bad your defense is doing? Not only are you doing that to me on Twitter, what else you're doing is that you're calling out Marcus Williams. You don't have his back. He's one of your players. You're still starting him. And what in the hell are you doing? Oh, but Blake, they're 4-2. Bullshit. You want to get paid all that money. You want to call out the NFL. You want them to do a pass interference rule. You want them to do all of this stuff. But you grit your butt up there and start doing things on Twitter saying, oh, it's a $6 million question. Knowing that we're talking about Marcus Williams. Every time they pull Breeze or Taysom, it's a waste of down for the most part, says Dylan Landry on Facebook. Ryan Mayer says Sean Sean Payton is very petty. Let me tell you something about Sean Payton right now. Until he cleans this shit up, until he stops getting his ass on Twitter, you ain't going to a Super Bowl. Now, I might eat crow and I might eat my words. And you know what? We'll definitely and more than welcome me eating my words and the Saints not going to a Super Bowl. More than welcome to do it. Because guess what? At the end of the day, I'm a fan. But when your head coach is being that damn petty because I had a question about Sean Payton putting in Taysom Hill that, by the way, hasn't gotten you anything good this year. Oh, by the way, lost you a game against Green Bay. Against us who talks about the Saints. Us who comes on here and defends your sorry ass all the time because of stupid play calls, a double pass. Oh, watch this. Her. You want to ask me if I'm upset? I'm not upset. You know what I'm more upset about? Is that you have a grown-ass man that's the head coach of an NFL football team who's going to pull something like that. My wife says I'm getting very loud. Yes, I am. Jordan Johnson on YouTube says, Dennis Allen is the master of mediocrity. I love this wordplay. Sean Payton is the pettiest person in New Orleans. Let's keep going. 
Sean Payton used to have a Vicodin problem. Oops. Blaine Smith, Payton ego has hurt the Saints. Let's keep playing this game. Sean Payton is an overrated coach. Don't care at this point. Why don't you tell us how you really feel about the situation? I am. Because quite honestly, Arlen Blackwell, who just said that on Facebook Live, you want me to tell you the truth of the matter? And if you really, really think about it, it's not about him blocking me on Twitter. People block me on Twitter all the time. Don't care about it. Quite honestly, we had the Are You Serious Sports Network and my own personal Twitter that if I want to see something he's got to say, not that difficult. Can still watch all of his news uh, news briefings. Not that difficult. Covering the team, guess what? Not that difficult. Not a problem. Who hit me up on the hotline? <laughs> I'm not answering that question. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, to all 37 of you, Sean Payton needs to stop acting petty because although I got a little angry and said he's not that good of a coach, he's a great offensive mind. He calls players out in the media. I mean, that's Bill Parcellish, okay? And I get that. You learn from Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells did it all the time. But you've also said good things about Marcus Williams. You've also defended him. What's the, what's the difference between Marcus Williams now? You defended him in Minnesota. You defended him all last season. So what's the $6 million question again? Let me ask you this. You hadn't called out Cam Jordan. You hadn't called out Mike Thomas in the media either. You said that all of those things were false about the trading rumors when we all know that you're lying. You mean to tell me that Sports Illustrated, or not Sports Illustrated, uh, whoever in the hell was reporting it, guys, it's slipping my mind, who has been damn right about a lot of reporting, just pulled that out of the ether? You mean to tell me that Mike Thomas's agent didn't call him and tell him that? Oh, well, he should have done better reporting and called Sean Payton. Well, did you see what Sean Payton did on Twitter? Did you, did you see the level of pettiness that you get? Hey, Sean, how's Mike Thomas? We don't talk about injuries here. Okay, well, we saw him limping off the field. I don't care. Guys, as Arlen says right here, it's childish. It's childish. You want your Saints to win a Super Bowl? I'm Look, I got to be the only person in the world that's talking ill about Sean Payton. That's okay. But I do not like seeing from my head coach what I'm seeing that him doing on social media. Now, is what Lane Kiffin do what Lane Kiffin does on social media funny? Okay, but Lane Kiffin's also at Ole Miss. And he's also trying to change a culture at Ole Miss. If Ole Miss was undefeated right now, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be taking or he wouldn't care about that fine that the SEC just imposed on him. Let's see, Vic says, has LSU staff fallen off the cliff in recruiting honest, honesty here, Blake? No. I mean, look, Sage Ryan or not, Brian Thomas or not, they're still probably going to have a top five class. I mean, they, I mean, in my opinion, 
No, I don't think that. Look, if you want to say falling off, I mean, look at the three stars and two stars, or only one two star, but look at the three stars that they've transformed into first round picks. I don't think that. Uh, valid question, Vic, but no, I don't believe that. All rumors start from inside the organization, Deion Sanders. Boy, if that's not a mouthful. Boy, if that's not a mouthful. You know why that it's bad rumors? Because you couldn't find anything that you were... Look, Michael Thomas would have been $37 million on a cap hit next year if you would have traded him. What is there really out there outside of two first-round picks? And if he's really a, a, rock, a locker room problem, they're not going to give up two picks for him. Now, maybe Michael Thomas, maybe he can warrant that. But you mean to tell me that that wasn't out there in the ether and that teams didn't call in reference to Michael Thomas? Get out of here with that. Peyton is an overgrown man-child. Let me ask you all this question. Uh, hit me in the comments right now. Everybody hit me in the comments. I'm about to ask you this question. Do you think with a coach acting like that that the Saints can win a Super Bowl? Serious question. Valid question. So I have all these notes right here, okay? Guys, that we come prepared here at AYS. Now, I know you can't see it because of the light. But all of these questions down here on the bottom that I want to talk about the Saints. But it's really hard seeing your head coach do that. Chris says no. Ryan Mayer says no. Hmm. Interesting. That's two. Anybody else want to take this? Anyone else, anybody else want to talk about it? Guys, he's got to get off social media. The end of story. I do not give to look. I don't give to Rudy Poos. Seriously, I don't about the blocking. The blocking on social media does not affect me whatever. But if you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen. Regardless of what we believe or not, or what anybody believes, because of the culture that he has built, and he has been a really good coach at New Orleans at times, you're a top 10 organization now. Top five coach in the NFL. Let me tell you who doesn't do that. Andy Reid, John Harbaugh, or would it be, uh, yeah, John, Har yeah, right, John Harbaugh, uh, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, let's see, let's continue to go down this line here, huh, who else doesn't do it, who else is really good, Bruce Arians, Tom Brady talks about the victory of his team when he's on social media, I know he's not a head coach, but always has something positive to say, the GOAT of all time, by the way, you did have, regardless of what your political beliefs are, you had Drew Brees that was on social media talking about the flag. Regardless, right or wrong, whatever your opinion is, we respect your opinion. But he's also on social media and, and platforms talking about it. Uh, and you saw how that went. Um, let's think of some good head coaches. Who's some really good head coach? Oh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll calls it the tweeter machine, just like Ed Orsron does. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who grew up in the generation of social media, don't see him on there. And the only time you do is because someone got a picture of him with a new honey. Um, who else? Uh, 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 what's his name out there in San Francisco? Oh, gosh. I can't. I don't know. I, I forget. But you get what I'm saying? Mike Tomlin, says Derek. 
I don't even know if Mike Tomlin's got a Twitter. Arlen says, no, I wouldn't want to go to battle with a coach like that. I think Sean is uncharacteristic petty for a head coach, but he's always proven he can win at the highest level, says Jordan. Has he? <clears throat> Last three playoff, appear- uh, playoff appearances, Jordan, you got out coached. I- Kyle Shanahan. Thanks, Ryan. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan ain't up there. He was in the Super Bowl last year. Doug Peterson. Look, guys, I get that Sean Payton won a Super Bowl, but he won a Super Bowl in 2009. By the way, Twitter was invented when? 2008? So not even a prevalent thing? Talking to media members, however in the hell he sees fit, get out of here with that. All right, Vic, I saw your comment. I greatly appreciate that, guys. Uh, look, we do have the storm that's coming tomorrow over here in the North Shore. Everybody stay safe. Uh, we appreciate you joining. We'll try to be back tomorrow, but if we're not, we will see you Thursday. Guys, as always, my name is Blake Rafino. This is RU Series Sports. Have a good night. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.